Blog Talk Radio. Candidly Candice Show, where it's women's voices, women's issues, here on Blog Talk Radio for Friday, January 13th, 2017. I'm your host, Candice Nadine Breen, coming to you live from Providence, Rhode Island. Today on our show, we will be speaking with motivational speaker, author, and coach Divya Parekh. She will also be reading a poem from one of her books. Listeners, if you would like to call in with questions or comments, dial 929-477-1390. Again, that's 929-477-1390. As always, you can check for upcoming shows Listen to my archived shows, read my blog, or request to be a guest on my show by visiting www.candidlycandisshow.com. Again, that's www.candidlycandisshow.com, and Candice is spelled C-A-N-D-A. Good morning, Divya, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Candice, and thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, you're going to be sharing with us a poem from one of your books. So we're ready when you are. Absolutely. So, Candice, I'm going to share a poem from my recent number one international bestseller, The Entrepreneur's Garden. Mm. And here it is. Grateful I am for who I am. Today, I am ready to take on tomorrow. When I look back on today, I have no sorrow. Right or wrong, choices I will make every day for my own sake. Action over inaction, purpose, pain, and passion. Learning to unlearn and relearn, prepared for what awaits me. Around every corner I turn. Support each other and grow together. Build relations and bridge nations. Live your legacy. There's no fallacy. Achieving success. Happier than ever. Reducing our stress in this joyful endeavor. The future is now a present. Nimbly unwrap your return on investment. And I want to share that this poem is written for entrepreneurs. Mm. Then they're old in their busy lives, and mm-hmm. every turn they have to learn new things with the changing technology, changing trends, and and changing environment. So mm-hmm. it's dedicated to entrepreneurs. Very good, um, and it's a beautiful poem. <laughs> Thank you. 
now what is the um you know I know you do a lot of work with entrepreneurs but what is the uh inspiration behind I know you said it was about entrepreneurs but what's the inspiration behind this poem that you shared with us today Oh I will definitely share So it's a part of my book and the book focuses on the nine relationships mm-hmm. that an entrepreneur can strengthen to have a successful business. Mm-hmm. And the first relationship is having the relationship with yourself to live the life you want. And the inspiration behind this poem was where I wanted to share that as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you can be of service to others. You can be your own person. You can have passion. You can be humble. You can be grateful. You can be a lifelong student. Mm. And you can be a person who deserves the quality lifestyle, the freedom of time, the freedom of money, and the freedom of being who you are. Mm. And that's good information for entrepreneurs everywhere. Um, And I like the title of the book, The Entrepreneur's Garden. Now, Now, I, I love to garden. I'm a gardener myself. Now, why did you choose that title? And not to stump you up. I know we didn't discuss that. But why did you choose Garden, The Entrepreneur's Garden, as um, the title of this book? Mm, great question, Candice. The reason I chose that title was because I see entrepreneurs, and for that matter, any individuals, as plants, trees, and when I say individuals, is that each and every one of us is so unique. Mm. Every one of us is so special. We bring our own potential to the world. And that said, each and every one of us has that beauty and Mm. a different style and different uniqueness to us. Mm. And yet, if we can come together, if we can form the community we can flourish and thrive like a garden. So garden is a community of entrepreneurs Mm. or an individual's community. It's creating your own circle of friends, your own circle of community, where you are not only thriving yourself, but you are connecting with other people. You're bringing people together. You're growing together. And as a community, which is there to support each other in times of need and there for each other to celebrate each other and be as beautiful as garden, right? Who does not want to spend time in the garden? (laughs) That's true. It's about um, make your life garden. Once we all come together, it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, why did you choose, why do you choose to um, work with entrepreneurs? I mean, we'll we'll talk about this later, but if you could just give us a little insight, why why entrepreneurs? So I work with entrepreneurs, leaders, and achievers, and the reason this was specifically for entrepreneurs is because there are two things about it. One is I want to bring the entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. to corporations because I have been in the corporate world myself Mm. for a couple of decades before I transitioned over to the world of entrepreneurship. And having that entrepreneurial spirit 
regardless wherever you are, whether you're a professor, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you are a corporate CEO, having that entrepreneurial spirit allows you to grow, allows you to gather people, and allows you to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason when I say that I love working with entrepreneurs is I love working with that spirit of entrepreneurship. Yeah, that spirit of uh, you know, trying to make something new, right? Very good. So thank you so much, Divya. And um, we're going to be speaking with you further right after we take this short break. Listeners, before we go on the break, just a reminder that if you have questions or comments that you would like to ask our guests, you can do so by dialing 929-477-1390, 929-477-1390. And we'll be right back after this. But they don't understand All the reasons for relationship Between a woman or a man They talk about it But they really don't know All of the qualities That makes a love grow The green within Speculating hate Negative thoughts You make me feel It would leave no doubt That this love is for real They've never been there And they can't comprehend People staring God On the outside looking in That green within Speculating hate Negative Welcome back to the Candidly Candace Show. And during our short break, you were listening to It Might Not Be Right by Ruthie Foster. Singer-songwriter Ruthie Foster will be a guest on this show on March 10th, 2017. That's March 10th, 2017, so stay tuned for that. If you would like to have a commercial, 
on the Candidly Candace Show, visit the contact page at www.candidlycandaceshow.com. Again, that's www.candidlycandaceshow.com. And Candace is spelled C-A-N-D-A-C-E. We are back here again with our guest, Divya Parekh. And a reminder to listeners, if you'd like to call in with questions or comments, the number is 929-477-1390. Again, that's 929-477-1390. Good morning again, Divya, and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Candice. Hi. Now, you have several books out that you've both authored and co-authored, one of which is titled Mindfulness Mindfulness Mastery. Could you explain to our listeners what they can experience when reading your book? Absolutely. So every book is laid out a little differently, but if you're talking about Mindfulness Mastery, it's about three things. One of the things to keep in mind is that passion is something that drives the car of our life. Passion is something that makes you get up in the morning. It's the fire in your belly that gets you going, that provides you with the inner motivation. And the second thing is purpose. That when you have purpose in life, it's easier to set goals, which could be long-term or short-term, And the third is performance. And performance is something that each and every one of us has to do regardless whether our car is filled and riding on the fuel of passion and purpose. But you have to take action. You have to be performing. You have to be the best version of yourself. You have to be out there being you, being your authentic self and doing your best. And to do that, it's important to be in high-performance emotions. So when you're reading Mindfulness Mastery, it shares with you that how can you sharpen your performance. And when you sharpen your performance, when you are in the peak performance emotions, so for example, I'm going to share a story. So one of my clients, they had been working in the corporate world for six, seven years. They came to me and they said that they had lost their joy and passion in life. (coughs) Excuse me. And as we went through the coaching process, the conclusion the gentleman came to was that he was not getting joy out of his work at all. Mm. And after we took a look at what was going on, what he found was that he was not getting the challenges in his work that he loved. That was one of the reasons he had joined. So as we talked, I asked him, like, you know, what would it take for him to find challenges at work? So he said that, oh, I would need to do this project, I would need to do this project. And what we sat down and came up, with a plan that we co-created together was he would look for opportunities where he could apply his expertise without anybody asking him. Of course, he would get the permission of his boss and other people. What was the implementation he could provide? 
So what he started doing was that as he was going through the day, he would look around for things that he could help improve upon, for things that, so for just one example, he was very good at Excel programming. So he Hmm. took some of the Excel spreadsheets and programmed it and shared it with his team that now it's only going to take you 15 minutes and before it took you 30 minutes. Hmm. And this came so unexpectedly to his team and to his boss that they were so thrilled that the environment around him changed. The -hmm. support changed. And this was only because he was practicing mindfulness. And let's look into what is mindfulness. Mindfulness is something that you practice deliberately every Mm. single day, practicing it continuously to gain mastery over it, where you are in the moment. Because when you are in the moment, you are open to the situation with self-awareness, with the consciousness, without judgment, what happens is you are able to see the possibilities which you would not be able to see. And that's what the book is about. <clears throat> you know, uh, that's, it's great that you explained mindfulness because um, we, that word is thrown around quite a lot these days and without really explaining what it is. So a lot of people really don't understand what mindfulness. I was once one of those same people who really didn't have a grip on um the the full meaning of mindfulness, and um, you've done a lovely explanation uh, explanation of it. So, um, in this particular book, what it's for this particular book, what inspired you to um, think about this and to share it with the world? This mindfulness mastery. So, the mindfulness mastery comes from my meditating over several years since I was a child. Mm. And I would be getting ready for exam, for tests, and I would find that I would be nervous about it. I mean, you know, Mm. especially if it was a very difficult test or difficult end-of-the-year exam. And then I would find that if I was able to center myself, just take a few moments to ground myself, say thank you that, yes, I prepared whatever I could, and whatever best I can do it. And I was able to help myself take the exam in a much better way than what I would have been if I was so worried, sick, that, oh, I don't know, how am I going to perform? How am I going to do it? And similarly, let's say if I'm going to be speaking in front of the audience, I still get jitters, I still get nerves, But at the same time, if I've meditated upon it in the morning and if I'm mindful of what I can do before stepping in the hall and going onto the stage, if I can get there maybe even half an hour earlier before my talk is, go and get to know people, say hello to them, talk to them, even get get to know their names. So now when you're standing there on the stage, you know a few people in the audience, and as your eyes meet, they'll give you a slight smile because they have known you, and they appreciate that you took that time to connect with them. That's very clever, yeah. (laughs) 
Yes, and, and the whole idea is that mindfulness not only allows you to connect with yourself, mindfulness allows you to connect with others. It allows you to get in tune with others. And when you're in tune with others, then the dynamics of relationship, the dynamics of your interaction with others is so beautiful. It's amazing. Not only you are joyous, but you are bringing joy to others, and it's the spread of happiness. And that was one of the reasons that inspired me to share this message with the world. And actually, that's what my next upcoming book is taking mindfulness at a very deep level. I have a a trademarked seven-step process that I Mm -hmm. use which helps people. It's a very simple process as to how to practice mindfulness every single day because it's very easy to say. And also, you know, my mindfulness definition may be different from other people. Right. But the way I see it is mindfulness is living in the present. And it's really hard because so many times we are unable to let go of the past and we may be distracted in the present or we may be worried about the future. Right. Now, um, <clears throat> you connect with audiences across all industries with your work. And what do you find that these various industries have in common in terms of, you know, what they need? And how do you manage to encourage them and to address, address and how do you address their needs in your, your workshops, your presentations, things of that nature? So one of the things, that's it's a really good question that you've asked that, you know, when you're connecting with different industries, what are the needs? Mm. So one of the things I'll share is that one of the needs is timeless, is mm. ageless, is generationless, because we are talking about X generation, baby boomers, millennials, Z generation. It's ultimately human spirit. Mm. It's ultimately human-to-human connection. What's ageless is relationship. And when you know how to build a relationship with others, everything else falls into place. Mm. And how do I teach people in my workshops and speeches is, again, I do focus on these relationships, the nine relationships that each and every one of us can have in our lives, regardless whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And they really help you live the life beautifully. And it's a journey. It's Mm. not a destination that once you have learned that you are at the top. So it's it's almost like Michael Saltz, right? Even though... You get the golden Olympics. You have achieved the mastery. You achieved that destination. You've done that. But at the same time, to be performing, to be your best every single day, to have the best relationships with yourself, with time, with money, with people, with your performance, with results, with success, you have to continuously practice. And that's life is, in my definition and my experience. Now, do you find that... um since we're we're always connected with technology, like everywhere we go, we have our phones, computers, everything. Now, do you think find that 
all of this technology interferes with our basic human-to-human contact? I mean, is it possible for us to have a meaningful contact with all this technology? Yes, hmm. there is, and hmm. there is not. Hmm. It's a paradox in itself. <laughs> <laughs> so technology, it's like anything else, right? Hmm. Uh, think about wine. Hmm. Red wine has been known to help people right. in hot conditions and hmm. in maintaining good health. Now, at the same time, if you take that same wine and if you drink a lot of it, it's mm-hmm. going to be harmful. That's and, true. of course, some things are totally harmful anyway. Like, so, for example, smoking, right. regardless. Right. But uh, technology, unlike smoking, can be almost like a painkiller, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, for example, if you have chronic pain, I have some, I've had back issues throughout Mm -hmm. my life but when I'm hurting and if I take it it allows me to push through that pain Mm -hmm. but now if I just kind of rely on it that okay oh I've got little pain I can I'm not going to handle it I'm going to become dependent on those painkillers and I can Mm -hmm. become addicted to it Mm -hmm. so similarly technology works the same way Mm. If you use technology to form friendships, if you use technology to build relationships, and again, using that self-discipline and the continuous practice of awareness, of mindfulness, that I'm only going to spend 20 minutes on technology and that too for doing this. Mm -hmm. So for example, as an entrepreneur, I'll share. I get on technology so that I'm reaching out to my clients, I'm reaching Mm -hmm. out to my friends, I'm reaching out to put on the post. Mm -hmm. So if I have designated 20 minutes and put an alarm clock, there has to be a hard stop. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we do get carried away, but you're (laughs) surfing for hours. So it's, again, bringing mindfulness to the technology. And I found that it's very easy to get carried away. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay to accept once in a while you do that. You mm-hmm. just let yourself relax and do it. But it's, again, bringing mindfulness to every moment and being aware, okay. Because ultimately it's our choice, right, what we do. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's how I see technology, that, you know, technology – can take you away from forming relationships, mm-hmm. especially I'll share one story. So one of my friends was mentioning that he goes home after work. Mm-hmm. The house is quiet, but he hears giggles. And then he goes in the living room and he sees his daughters sitting next to each other on the couch, giggling, and then he went and literally tapped on their shoulders and asked them, what's going on? Oh, we are texting each other, and it's funny. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's again, right? Like when I talk about mindfulness, yeah. it's about non-judgment. So it, okay. who am I to say that they are not interacting? Right. As long right. as there is the connection, as long as that empathy is there for others, as long as that relationship building is continuous, then 
It's what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, if we are talking about studies, then there is something that has recently come out called FOMO, mm-hmm. fear of missing out. Uh, now, if you're on the uh, social media and technology just for the fear of that, if I'm not there, if I'm not posing this happy face that I'm a rock star like everybody else is, <laughs> then I'm going to lose out, then right. that's doing nothing for you. All that's doing for you is that I got 50 likes today and I'm happy. That's not building connections. Mm-hmm. This it's again, going into the depth of things. Right. Right. And we need to, and uh, sometimes, you know, technology becomes a crutch that, that we're, like you said, fear of missing out. Um, we'll be on it and we forget about that human contact. And that's for a lot of people who work from home, things like that. But, you know, it's, you have to try to make time to break away, break away and go take a walk or go do something that gets you away from this technology so you can have that basic human interaction and um, because that's what we need correct am I right I mean that's what we need human contact oh absolutely you're absolutely right in that not only we need human contact we need contact with nature we need to Mm -hmm. have our kids out playing in the Mm -hmm. playground because recently Mm -hmm. some studies were done and they found I don't know if it was eight nine year olds Mm. that uh, these were kids who had been playing video games and being on computers and watching TV a whole lot that they were taken out on the playgrounds. And it was found that they were circling the playground and they were not out in the playground and playing. The key is having that discipline. And Mm. one of the things that I've found that works really well is allocating time for everything. Mm -hmm. That, okay, if I am getting up early in the morning, if I'm doing my meditation, reading something inspirational, get a paper bag, get a hot cover book, mm-hmm. get something tangible instead of Kindle. Get a, so it's, again, putting in things into practice and uh, as parents, teaching our children the values that we have learned from our parents. I belong to X generation, so we learned a lot of, tangible things and human mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that it cannot be developed over um, social media as well. So social media is, again, you know, don't read things. I call like uh, three things for social media. Don't read posts that are going to create nothing but animosity right bad feelings right and if you have friends like that unfriend them that's right if that's all they do mm-hmm. because the key is again what is, why do we talk about human connection right you could talk about human connection and you could be meeting a friend but mm-hmm. having a meaningless conversation that's no mm-hmm. good either that's true so regardless wherever you are whether you're online or offline it's about having that meaning for mm-hmm. living, and that, again, goes back to mindfulness, living mm-hmm. in the present, that's right. living for the greater good. That's good. And that's something we so need right now, <laughs> especially after everything that's on the news. We don't even need to go into detail with that, but it's you know very disheartening. And um, I think a lot of people are realizing that uh, 
they there are people in their circles who are saying and doing hurtful things on social media, all these things that they need to just break away from it and, uh, you know, be friends with people who are positive and who you can have meaningful conversations and interactions with. I think that's uh, something that a lot of people are learning right now, right now. Now you, you've, do such a great job being a motivational speaker. So what, why did you just decide to leave wherever, wherever you were? I think you said you were in corporate world and become a motivational speaker and share this with everyone across all industries, etc. So what made you decide to make that move as a, and become a motivational speaker? Good question. And I'll share something that this is not doing it full time. However, even when I was in my previous corporate world, I used mm. to still do that. It Good. was at a, definitely at a much smaller scale, but at definitely part of my life. So initially I was an associate professor in university, mm. and I connected with students. And there also my whole premise was how could I help them because mm. – I have really enjoyed connecting with people throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And when you see the joy on other person's face, it is a win-win situation because here is someone who feels so good and you feel so good within as well. So don't think that when you're helping someone, you're helping them only. It is it's a two-way street. When you're helping someone, you're helping yourself. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Because there are studies after studies that show that kindness has an impact to, down to a cellular level. Mm. So when we do something for someone else, you end up doing something for yourself as well. So that, uh, going back to like stories in the university, was like, you know, there would be students who had doubts, who came from families where they could not afford the college tuition fees, but, you know, these were kids, ambitious, passionate kids who wanted to do something about their lives, but were struggling. So I connected with them, and from where they were doubted that I can't, they went to I can to I did. And from there I moved on to pharmaceuticals because – as pharmaceuticals being part of research and mm-hmm. validation and science and quality control, customer liaison and project management, managing multi-million dollar projects. The end goal was that we were making life-saving medications for somebody at the end of the chain whose mm-hmm. lives would become better. I was so fortunate and blessed to bring four life-saving medications to the market. And while I was there, I think it was somewhere around 2008, when people were laid off. These are my friends of several years. They were walked off at a moment's notice. And in that very year, there was a huge possibility of my husband being laid off. So here are my friends who I love or being walked off, And at the same time, I am praying in a corner of my heart that God, hey, let my job be safe. And that night, when I looked 
in the mirror at myself. It's like, I don't want to be in that position again. Mm-hmm. Where it's me versus my friends or versus me versus somebody else. Why can we all grow together? Why can we all succeed together? Right. And as I reflected what were my skills, I looked at it that even while I was in the corporate world, I spoke at pharmaceutical conferences. I connected with people from all walks of life, and I connected with people from all levels in the corporate world as well. So I said, okay, let's take a look at it. And coaching was the answer. And the rest, as they say, is history. (laughs) Very good. Now, um, at the beginning of our show, you mentioned that you have a new you have a new book coming out. Um, do you, in, in addition to your new book, do you have any projects, workshops, or engagements that are coming up and you'd like to share with the, our listeners today? Oh, absolutely. So my newest book that has come out, The Entrepreneur's Garden, mm-hmm. that is the work of my heart and soul. Because I sincerely believe that entrepreneurs can, especially small entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, mamapreneurs, papapreneurs, community of (laughs) entrepreneurs, as they come together and create jobs, our country is so great that think about it. When entrepreneurs come together, when entrepreneurs bring new things, new developments, Entrepreneurs are the species who can create changes in the world, mm-hmm. who can be the trendsetters, who can be the people who start a movement, who can give the momentum to the movement. So that's where the Entrepreneur's Garden has nine relationships in it, which mm-hmm. is relationship with yourself because you take you everywhere you go. Whether you're brushing your teeth in the mirror or you're speaking in front of 200 people, or you're sitting in a movie, (laughs) watching that movie with your friends and family. Mm. You don't change anywhere. Mm. So if you're true to yourself, you can bring that brilliance and grace to every moment of your life. And if not every moment to your life, you know, it Mm -hmm. could be the majority of the moments. Then it is about time. How can you be very productive? Then relationship with money. What's your money story? Why is it that you feel that you do not deserve the quality lifestyle or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the money you can have? Everyone deserves it. Mm -hmm. Then it's relationship with people and relationship with debt, legacy, and success. So I have workshops for all these nine relationships because when I talk about people, it's about partnering, it's about team, it's about your customers. And I do the workshops and I do speaking engagements on these. So that's the whole new program. That's, uh, I have been doing it, but now it has been taken into a format where it has become the distillation mm-hmm. and As a business relationship coach, what I also help entrepreneurs, leaders, and achievers is taking their idea 
and crafting in the book in such a way that not only talks about them, but it helps take their business from A to acceleration. And um, <clears throat> I'd like to comment on something you had, you had said, uh, you, a quote uh, you had said, um, sometimes uh, people don't think that they, a lot of people start out and they want to do something, but they don't think that they deserve it. So they're already starting out with a negative attitude. And um, how do you get past that that barrier that people create for themselves when they think, hey, I don't think I can do this. I'm, maybe I don't deserve it. I'm, you, I don't think I'm as good as so-and-so, you name the person. Um, how, do you get pa- how do you help that person get past that negative attitude? Great um, question, Candice. So first of all, getting past that attitude is having that commitment from them that they want to move past it. Mm-hmm. Because you can bring the horse to the water, but you cannot mm-hmm. make him drink. Right. So they have to want it. Well, they have to want it, basically. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have to want it. And if they don't want it, then the step is to show them how great they are. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, regardless, anybody in the world, no matter where they are at, mm-hmm. if they were to sit down and write 10 things that they can do, mm-hmm they are in a better place than most of the other people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I can share that with you. Like, let's say, I'll share a story with you. So, mm-hmm. I had an entrepreneur come to me as a, you know, for business coaching, and they wanted to write a book as well. So, he said that, okay, we can write the book. They really wanted to write the book badly, but then they said, oh, I cannot write it. I'm not an author. I'm this, I'm that, and all these negative, like you Mm -hmm. said. And what were their strengths? That what had they done previously in the corporate world? And when we sat down, we found that this beautiful lady Mm -hmm. used to write for pharmaceutical magazines. Wow. Yeah. So I said, okay, you've written this. Tell me how did you write it? Mm. And it's about taking a person in their comfort zone mm-hmm. to br- before we can ask them to step into the discomfort. Right. And showing them their strengths. So I took her there. She was very comfortable. It was a safe place for her. Mm-hmm. And she put down the points how she would write a blog or how she would write a paper for a pharmaceutical, how she would weave in her viewpoint in there, how she would assess a product, that how is it benefiting the patient, not benefiting the patient. I said, okay, let's substitute patient with the reader. Mm -hmm. Let's substitute one article for one chapter, one step at a time. We did that. We used her methodology and my methodology. We blended it together to customize it for her. And she has a book almost to the finish line now. And she'll be releasing it shortly. Oh, it's fantastic. Excellent. So um, your books that you uh, just mentioned in your projects, 
can people get them off of Amazon? Do you go to your website? How would they be able to get purchase this items and to contact you if they want coaching or advice, et cetera? Oh, absolutely. I so believe that this book, The Entrepreneur's Garden, can will be a huge help mm. to most of the people who will read it that I'm so vested in people's success that I'm giving away $60 worth of bonus just so wow. that you can get started and so that you have the book in your hand. And you can either get a Kindle or you can get a paperback, whatever your heart desires. And I'm going to give you the link where you can get the bonuses and you do have to share the receipt with me to get the bonus so that way I know that you are really committed to your success. I'm committed to your success if you are committed to your success. So the link to that is success.diviaparik.com forward slash the hyphen entrepreneurs hyphen garden forward slash and I'll spell it out now S-U C as in Charlie C as in Charlie E mm-hmm. S as in Sam S as in Sam success dot D as in David I V as in Victor Y A P as in Paul A R as in Robert E K as in Kevin H as in Harry com forward slash the hyphen entrepreneurs with an S, E-N, T as in Tom, R-E, P as in Paul, R-E-N-E-U-R-S, hyphen garden forward slash. Excellent. And people can reach me at contact at com. Excellent. Well, we've definitely enjoyed having you on the show, Divya. And Happy New Year to you. Oh, Happy New Year to you, to you and to your listeners. And I'm very grateful for you giving me this opportunity to be on your show. It was definitely our pleasure. Thank you so very much, Divya. Thank you, Candice. You're welcome. Well, that's the end of our show, folks. For show updates or requests or to be a guest on my show, visit www.CandidlyCandiceShow.com. Again, that's www.CandidlyCandiceShow.com. And Candice is spelled C-A-N-D-A-C-E. You can also listen to my archive shows, shows by visiting that same page. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time to the Candidly Candice Show here on Blog Talk Radio, where it's women's voices, women's issues. Until next time. Thanks.